Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back for another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast. Just wrapped up the first round of the playoffs. Just saw the Eagles get fucking shellacked by the Bucks. Um, what a world we live in, Drake. We got a Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff divisional showdown. The Lions or the Bucks, somebody is making the NFC championship. Uh, Steelers get fucked up today. Exactly what we expected. It's a good day, bro. How you doing? Well, let's let's talk about this, right? We got we got a situation on hand. All right. You know the the uh pictures of the uh CJ Stroud Deshaun Watson trade are circulating around because you know you saw what CJ did to the Browns. Obviously Deshaun not out there because he's been injured, but you look at that that contract, most money for a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, worse than Joe Burrow. You know what I'm saying? And Joe Joe had a good contract. So it's like you look at it like that, and then now you see tonight Baker Mayfield beating the Eagles in a big wild card game. I mean, wow. Now Baker Mayfield has more playoff wins than Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. He's sitting at two now. So, man – what a world, right? We got we got two two divisional uh, opponents sitting on the couch with us now. We're just waiting for hopefully this CJ Stroud upset, right? Baltimore, a little iced, rested up. Sometimes it's a good thing, but sometimes it's also a bad thing. Could happen. Man. I mean, CJ Stroud. Oh my god! Hey, hey, we've inflicted it, bro. The Browns. He took, he took, they took the Bengals. I don't know what if he played the Steelers this year. Um, but man, wait a sec. He, he had to, have, right? He played the Ravens and the Browns. Oh my God, bro! I think he killed him. Wait a sec. Let me look that up. He, he lost to the Ravens early on, though, because that was like one of his first games was against the Ravens. Yeah, like, yeah first game. Yeah, it's twenty five to nine, I think. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I think they played each other. Like week six, let's see. Yeah, bro. Texans won thirty to six. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Steelers? Yeah. Over the Steelers. Wow. Yeah. Uh week four, I think. Week three. No, it was week four. Let's see. Let's see uh, CJ's stats in that game. 306. Oh. I mean, he still played good. Uh, 73 QBR, 306, two tutties. Just over 15% or 50% completion. Uh, Devin Singletary threw a touchdown. Nico had a big day. Yeah, Nico had a big day. Oh my gosh, he went for one seventy five against the fucking Steelers. Yeah, um, I, I guess we can go ahead and get straight into it because I do not want to sit here and um glean on the Texans' offense because I made it pretty clear, transparent. I'm annoyed. I'm jealous. I'm envious of the Texans. Because they are inferiorly talented at almost every single spot on offense. Okay. Uh, six, seven out of 11 positions on offense than us. Yet they produce like they are the greatest show on turf. 
It's Bobby, Bobby Pollock. Coach next Bobby. year. Fucking has to be a head coach, bro. Like, if he is not hired, fuck them. Because now we got a problem. I mean, yes, they are solvable. Because, like I said, I mean, their talents aren't, like, they're really good. Nico Collins is a good wide receiver. Is he better than T. Higgins? No, probably not. I mean, I don't know, even though he's had a better season than T's ever had. But, you know, always Tank Dell is way better than Jamar Chase. Tank Dell can't sniff Jamar Chase's jockstrap. Who's their three? Robert Woods? TB? Uh, okay. It's like a wash to me. I mean, Robert Woods was like a really good slot receiver for a while. Kind of like the same old as TV. All right, fine. Dalton Schultz is a whole other beast. And you know what? We'll just go ahead and lead to the topic that we were talking about pre-show, bro. The tight end position. Yeah. I think there's been some interesting topics that have really sprouted even more about the concept of 12 and 13 personnel. For anybody that doesn't know that, one running back, two tight ends. One running back, three tight ends. One, two, one, three, 12, 13 personnel. These offenses that popped off this week, and it's been persistent throughout this entire season, it's starting to become even more prevalent that the high-powered offenses, excluding a couple teams like Miami, who have, really has no tight end at all. Smythe is no real guy at all. They have multiple tight ends that can win one-on-one. Not elite. You don't have 30 elite tight ends in the league. That's not what I'm saying. But you look at some of those high-powered offenses, they, they have more depth because you can get more established in the run game and you create more mismatches in coverage because you can't go out there confidently putting corners you can't drop seven or eight into coverage with two or three tight ends on the field why because they can run jumbo on you all day they can run up the gut you know what i'm saying yeah so these you have the texans look at brevin jordan bro i loved brevin jordan coming out two years ago out of miami drafted way too late sixth round looking to pop off with the texans dalton schultz as much as we hate the chiefs Noah, Noah Gray, uh, 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 Bell, and, of course, Travis. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles have even made it happen with multiple guys. The Cowboys, Schoonmaker, you talked about them all the time. Jay Ferguson. Ferguson. Like, the Vikings, uh, they've used guys. Ed Oliver. Uh, wait a second. No, not his name. Uh, uh, they, had, they had the uh, fucking tight end from the Ravens. Um, something, and TJ, and we'll just keep it with fucking uh Giants or God damn it, sorry I'm running through so many names. Uh, Green Bay Packers, two rookies, Tucker Craft, other guy, Lions. I can keep going through the list. It's my point. We know the Bengals need to add tight ends for real. Here's the best part. My stance. I'm glad I was wrong. I mean, not that I care to be right or wrong, but like I don't think I was necessarily wrong. I'll take that back. It's that the Bengals never simply never really used the tight end position. We all understand why. But bro, 
Uh, did wait a second? Did you post the tight end stats, the comparisons? Were you the one that did it? Uh, that was Dan Horde, but I reposted it. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I don't remember exactly. I think you may, but nonetheless, what? 550 yards last year total from tight ends, almost 800 this year. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, 80 receptions this year, 60 last year. I think it was like 50 something, actually. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. So, like, and we loved what T. Huddy gave us. Right. I mean, but we've talked about it ad nauseum, at, at least maybe in spaces, maybe not sure on here. Speed. Like, you, we understand why T. Huddy. Not that he's a practice squad guy. I don't think he deserves to be practice squad, but I don't think he will ever be a true one. Yeah, like a a game changer. Right. Even though he his ceiling was met this year. He in credit to him. I love to see what he did. Yeah, but that's that. You get a guy. Oh, I forgot to, to mention probably the best one two punch in the league at tight end. Fucking Dalton Kincaid and Dawson today. Oh, I thought you they drew sample and no no <laughs> I mean, bro like look at how they revolution look at how the fucking tight ends revolutionize the bills offense when you add that dimension yeah. so the point is what does adding a tight end prioritizing tight end over wide receiver long term mean for this offense you know and like obviously the big thing is yes he will be here in 24 We've talked about that in audio. 25, I don't know. But now I kind of like where some people are going that Mike Renner even hinted at it on the Locked On Bengals pod that, look, this year, it is just, it's almost, it's one of the best drafts he's ever seen on top. He's like, there are 15 guys that can enter this league and in year one become top five at their position. What the fuck? That's insane, bro. He's like, it is that elite. Like, not every dude is completely generational, but not far from it. And, like, almost Jamar-type shit. I mean, look at Penny Sewell. He's the best right. He may be the best lineman in football. What did we hear about Penny Sewell coming out? Generational. He's going to be the best guy in the league. Blah, blah, blah. Jamar Chase. Generational. Going to be the best guy in the league. How this comes back with tight end is that Brock Bowers... Yes, he is generational, but tight end is not right tackle. It's not left tackle. It's not quarterback, and it's not wide receiver. There are five tackles that can go in top 15. There are five quarterbacks that can go top 15. There are five wide receivers that can go top 15. There are three corners that can go top 15. There are probably two defensive linemen that can go top 15. You're starting to get it here. Like, there's a chance that if Brock Bowers falls to that 14 range, it's like we're getting kind of sweaty palmed. This tight end class is very shallow, unfortunately. Like, there's really like two guys that can be game changers day ones. And Brock is just so far away, that golden dude. Maybe that doesn't play in our favor at all, right? I know I'm going on a tangent here, but, like, I'm just getting to that if the Bengals can revolutionize their offense with the tight end, Brock Bowers is the guy. Like, I'll, I'll just 
finally get off my soapbox, bro. If if Brock was sitting there at fourteen, would you trade up to go? Now, can, can I add a context real quick? Yeah. Steelers traded from eighteen to fourteen three years ago for a fourth round pick. Just saying. If it meant getting Brock Bowers, yeah, for a fourth rounder, yeah. Got you. What if a team demanded? Uh, I don't know if they would say a third. Ugh. What about a third? I know, third round pick. Like that gets back in premier. That's a back in premier pick. Like a mid third too. Like you could already, you could. I mean, you could probably. You got a good linebacker there. You know anything really? I mean, it's just like can we value getting? It's more an, it's an interesting off season, right? Because I think what happens in free agency, it like. That's gonna. I don't know, bro. I don't know how they're about to go about this off season. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know all of the tight ends available on the market, and like, let's just call it like it is. It'd be shocking if Dalton can or uh, uh, fucking Dalton Schultz went anywhere other than Houston, you know. Um, so he's off the board. Like, there's just not many guys available. And it's becoming prevalent that the Bengals have to add this dimension because it helps your run game. Look at the fucking Bills run game now. Not only is James Cook taking a step. I'm not saying just the tight ends have completely been the reason for revolutionizing the run game. But, you know, their their linemen have stepped up as well. Everybody has. But collectively, it helps so much when – you have to force another linebacker onto the field in coverage. Yeah. Imagine if a team is forced to put out three or four linebackers on the field because you have two tight ends. One of those tight ends is Brock Bowers, and you motion Jamar into the slot on a linebacker. You don't get that with our offense today. It doesn't happen. Yeah. You get six or seven coverage guys in the back every single fucking play. Let me ask you something, because I think it was a good point that was brought up throughout the season, especially. It was like, you know, you already had the thought process just going into the season alone that this was potentially, you know, with the draft pick of Charlie Jones, and we knew what we saw there, that, like, this was probably Tyler Woods last year, right? Yeah. And, and – a hole that has been for the Bengals for quite some time since if we want to be honest in terms of elite level play tight end like Tyler Eifert. So it's been, it's been a minute since the Bengals have really addressed that. I feel like, and uh, I mean, they've never really had an elite tight end. So it's what better way to have that like third option, which essentially could become your second option when you, you're having these difficulties with these agent and whatnot. If you get a generational type tight end, that solves all your problems. And you got him for 
you know, five years with the fifth year option. So that Dave, it it would help a lot. I mean, if, if it meant giving up a third or fourth, I honestly think you have to do it right. I mean, the Bengals, the Bengals could revolutionize their offense with an elite level tight end. I just think, I think we would have an offense that you wouldn't know the dimension, right? You don't know if we're going to cook you across the middle with our tight end. We're going to cook you on the outside with Jamar, cook you across the middle with Jamar. It gives you so many different outlooks. That's why I've kind of given so much praise to David and Joku here this year because it's, he's really hit his ceiling and you've seen the worth of what it's like to have a tight end that can cut up across the middle helps you win football games I can simply win one-on-one i mean look at the yeah and that's actually right bro like look at all these offenses like think of all these offenses i'm about to name the Chiefs, the bills and yeah you could say bills uh the vikings the lions yeah. uh, if i said the chiefs i'll say them again the ravens now the browns um, uh, I'm probably missing a couple teams in there. The Texans, who is their number two option most times on those teams at, as a pass catcher? A tight end. Yeah. Are their offenses good or bad? They're all good. Yeah. And what do all of them have in common? Solid run games, except the Vikings, because their running backs are ass. <laughs> But beyond that, oh, in the Texans, which the running game picked up, it's the, it's almost like, look, now, here's the luxury. We all know, and, and maybe this is just useless to say because I don't know if any Bengals fan indulging on this, but, like, we have superseded the average of suffering without a good tight end. Because if we had an average receiving core with the ass tight end unit, we would have paid the price, but we had just such an incredible receiver core. Right. Didn't matter. Now there's question marks on how insane that trio is going to be. We know we're going to have the best duo in the league next year. Again, got it. That three can be replaced though. And like you said, Oh, it fucking 49ers. Oh, fucking shit. Even though they got Brandon Ayuk there too. Like, you know, just, Adding that tight end, dude, you know, and adding another guy too. Like if there, if I think there's two position groups, this is what's best with this team. As it's funny how panicked some fans get, as if like there's holes everywhere on this team. You really only need to go ham on two position groups: defensive interior, defensive line in general. Like yeah, defensive interior and tight end. Like, corner, yeah, find a depth corner. I mean, like, I saw someone say bring Cheeto back for two million, two years, 23 million. I will fucking, I, I lose my shit. Yeah, no. You wasted 12, what the fuck? No. Dude, that is handicapped move right there. Right. Like, I'm astonished. I, I say thank you. For PFF for valuing Cheeto that high, it's I don't even value Cheeto that high. So anymore, at least I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, he's gonna be the three starter anymore. You can't. This is the reality. 
of going to the floor, staying cap healthy in, you know, a healthy roster with superstar money. Yeah. You can't afford to just pay everybody. You have to stay young. You have to hit. And Drago's going to hit. So it'd be dumb to fucking pay money for a three. Right. If you know you're, you, like, it, yeah, it, I don't even have to go through that. You know what? Actually, I will. Because some fans have thought about this too much because they hit one button on a guy like Drago and Dax. If fans are doing that, if like people are legitimately sounding the red alarm for those guys, chill the fuck out. Look, was it unacceptable? You know, I mean, how unacceptable? Like, yeah, I'm not going to accept, you know, his slump he had at the end of the year. What the fucking do? He plays a strong, he plays the hardest position in football. He's 175 pounds. He's 180 pounds as a rookie. He's six foot tall. No shit. Is he six foot? He may be 5'10". I don't know. Like, but that's fine. He played phenomenal at the, you know, beginning of the season. He'll pick it up. Dax? Yeah, he's got to play way better. All right. We can't afford to burn money there. Like, if we go get somebody, we know who the fuck we can get. We got to get him back, by the way. Corner. I mean, it just, we have to. Unless if Cheeto takes like $4 million. Yes, we can bring a depth safety. But sign, like, oh, get. They not have good corners in this class. I haven't really heard about a top prospect corner. Yeah, bro. Yeah, uh, you know what's kind of crazy? The white is, uh, corner, like, the guy in the, the first round. For- hey, Cooper DeJean. Cooper DeJean, stand up. Stand up. Hey, we about to run this motherfucking black-white bowl. Let's go. He, Hey, he's got to start. We have no choice. Did I tell you? I, I don't think I told you for my because I did I did my black versus white team rosters. Oh really? Try to guess who I played a quarterback for the black team. I mean, you had to put Lamar. No, no. Oh shit! All right, dude. You know what? I thought about this. Look, this whole fucking I'm mixed shit. All right. We got we got to level this playing field. How mixed are you? I I put I put I put C starting quarterback. What? Oh my! We can we can change it up, guys. That'll do it for this episode. No, listen, bro. The receivers are crazy on that team, and we we can change the pace up with Lamar. You know, get him in there running like Taysom Hill like plays. I think it would be be very very change of pace. Like, hey, I I think that's good, but bro, free like. Yeah, that's a that's a funny thing, bro. Like Mahomes, that dude's twenty five percent at most. <laughs> like DJ Stroud, I don't know what he is. I mean, uh, he's the most. Uh, like Kyle Hamilton, bro. Get out of here, bro. You're like five percent, bro. I, I got a mix. Yeah, I got a mixed sister, and she's like fucking ten percent. I'm like, bro, you're fucking white. Like, you completely embody, like, some fucking suburban white girl. Like, stop it. So, in the same way, fucking Mahomes. Starting him. Joe will start on the white team. I don't give a fuck. Mahomes, yeah, he's majority white. He's backup. Josh Allen, third string. Nice. Practice squad. Josh Allen's practice squad on the white team. Um, Jalen definitely practice squad he's actually cut he's actually like cfl 
um, black quarterback for me. Um, the wide receivers, though, bro, we're fucking cooked. You, we're cooked, dude. All right. You want to like put up wide receiver? Here, I'm going to just give you the rundown. So I got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Joe Burrow at quarterback one, Josh Allen at quarterback two. All right. And at running back, we have Christian McCaffrey behind him. That's an interesting one. We're putting Taysom Hill at running back too. Right. Burkhead. Nope. Taysom <laughs> Hill. But All right. A little difference. You know, we could throw him at running back, tight end, whatever. So we, Ooh, yeah. Then, then at wide receiver one, we got Cooper Cup, of course. Adam Thielen. I didn't want to include the Asian. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper Cup. I'm feeling. Um, I think we're going to throw Alex Pierce in there, too. I think he's going to be the starting receiver. Hunter Renfro packing up. Uh, then at tight end, we got Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. Of course, we got all the tight ends. So that... Really? Yes. Alec Pierce? Huh? Alec Pierce. The third, though? Or Hunter. I mean, wh- whichever. Swap him out. Hunter Renfro. Okay. You can't. I, I didn't put Asians on the team. That's what uh, I I made sure they were they were white, just like on defense. You know, I I had Ryan Moss and Cooper DeGene at cornerbacks, but uh, we we had to make a an adjustment. We had to put Logan Wilson at safety. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! What about that fucking Zion McCollum dude? You watched that game tonight? No, he bro, he had to have been white. <laughs> he just looked. Taylor, oh Taylor Rapp is Asian. Fuck. Yeah, see. Really? Harrison fucking bro. Harrison fucking Smith. I ain't gonna lie, my black team is crazy, bro. But wait, who'd you say as safety? Logan, bro. What are you talking about? Did you put Harrison Smith back there? Yeah, but you gotta have two safeties, so you put Logan Wilson back there, bro. God damn it, dude. We can't. We can't overwork McCaffrey. I know guys want to put McCaffrey safety. <laughs> He's got to play both. We can't, we can't, we can't over overwork. Then my black team, bro, I got SSD struck quarterback one. Lamar backing up, a little change of pace. RB1, Alvin Kamara. No, we love him. I, I, I know I should have put Jameer Gibbs on this on this team. But Jim Reese Hall, bro. Come on. But at running back two, we got Derrick Henry, bro, because we need we need that that just truck mentality. All right. We need it. We need it. Mix the pace with Alvin. Wide receiver one, Justin Jefferson. Wide receiver two, Jamar Chase. You can sprinkle in whoever you want at wide receiver three. Disgusting. I'm going to stop you right there. Did you guys just hear that? I heard that little inkling. Number one, Justin Jefferson. Number two, Jamar Chase. Go on. (laughs) You You can go on with your little fucking list there, brother. (laughs) Uh, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I, I like Ju- I like Justin a lot at LSU, bro. And it was like, damn. Jim- Go ahead. <laughs> uh, then you got you got Tyree Kill probably wide receiver three. I just took Atlanta's tight ends. We're just gonna throw Atlanta's tight ends in there. Our defense fucking insane. Roquan Smith, Fred Warner at linebacker, cornerbacks fucking sauce. Jalen Ramsey, uh, safeties. I threw Jesse Bates in there. We're throwing Jesse Bates on the black team. Uh, that, yeah, that is our guy. 75% white. White mom, half black dad. Nah, bro. I would, oh my gosh, bro. We would have, oh, uh, if we the word, have, though, does he, if he says the word, he can't, you know what I'm saying? He can't be RT, bro. Nah, bro. You know what? This deserves conversation. What do you guys think? Majority, bro, majority rules. 
okay, like Kyle Hamilton said the same silly shit, bro. Kyle Hamilton and Jesse Bates would be insane. I can use it. Uh see I had Kyle Hamilton and Jesse Bates on the black team. But uh we look at we look at the defensive line crazy. Aaron Donald next to Chris Jones on the outside. You have Miles Garrett, Michael Parsons. All right, this is an interesting one. Punter, we took the guy from Pittsburgh, Presley Arvin, right? Who do we put at kicker? You know what I was thinking? If you're a real <laughs> Bengals fan, you would know this. Throwback to a few years ago. John Brown. Okay. The black kicker. We're we're putting him on the team. He's starting kicker for the team, man. John Brown coming back to the NFL. Um yeah. He's about to pull up. <laughs> huh? Destroying that fucking YouTuber. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, destroying. Yeah, that's cool too. But I, I don't know. You know, John Brown, he's got experience in the NFL. Um, can, you know, he's got a leg, man. He kicked 55 plus. Yeah. Nah, I, I hear you. Uh, that's cool. Funny part. You know how, how much I was rooting that on, man. I was rooting on. I was like, bro, imagine if we had a black kicker. That'd be. Yeah, bro. I think the industry, bro, like. It was fucking random. Like, I was listening to one of my fucking podcasts I typically listen to. It's like some self-development shit. And I heard the dude talk about John Brown. I'm like, what? He even talked about... He had him on the pod, bro. This is one of the biggest podcasts in the world. Random-ass fucking kicker for, like, two years in the NFL. I was like, bro, how the fuck is he on here? I think he's doing some pretty cool shit now. But, uh... Hey, bro, they ain't got no long snapper. Shit, dude, if they if they slip up like the Bengals did week one twenty two, I mean, that's how we can win. Look, bro, I hate to say it, but we would have to have the Steelers-like approach. Like, we're just going to have to hang in there. And... How's our defense going to create turnovers, bro? Second, they're so fucking cooked, dude. All right, but listen, our D-line, bro. I mean, dude, fucking Cam Hayward is, dude, he's a fucking white team. I'm he's a sorry, white I'm sorry. I disagree. Differentiate. But I take him. I would. But, bro, fuck it, dude. I don't give a fuck. Put all the fucking edge rushers there. That's what I did. All of them, bro. I don't give a fuck. I like, put, I put, uh, Put, bro? Uh, three tech that's white. I put um I don't, I don't know. I know I know I put I put Max Crosby and Nick Bosa next to each other and TJ Watt and Trey Hendrickson on the outside. Oh gosh, bro. Dude, just run fucking stunts all game. Nah, fuck. We're gonna need a fat shit in the middle of there. Ooh. Fucking call Ryan Glasgow. Bring him back. Oh my god! Bring him back retirement. Nah, but uh, that's funny. Definitely got off course there. Uh, but let's try to bring it back here. Um, let's try to shift to the defense. Um, you know, actually, this is an interesting thing. I I think we talked about the Eagles pre pre uh you know episode right? Yeah. Defense got you. I kind of wanted to add it because. The fandom in all of us, you know, all wants to – the perception of going all in for the average fan is going all in on what they know. And what we know 
is guys that obviously have achieved in the game, you know, with other teams, whatever. What has everybody said about the Eagles the last two years, Drake? Oh, man, Howie Roseman, GM of the year. He just – he leaves no stones unturned. Can you can you knock him for trying to solve the problems with getting proven guys? No, but there's something to say about – and look at this Bengals team. They have built it better than anyone the past few years of building a culture that is unified – that is aligned with, of course, the nuance of talent. Yes, it takes talent, but it's not just talent. You saw an example tonight of an Eagles team that, yes, there's multiple other problems than just names, but overall, on the field, you had dudes not executing. Yeah, they kept pointing the fingers at uh, Brian Johnson, their fucking new OC that they have criticisms about. Nick Sariani may not make it out, which is insane to say as a head coach after the collapse, the D.C., blah, blah. They can't cover a nosebleed. Look at all the names they got, bro. I mean, Shaq Leonard was a fucking all-pro. Like, Kevin Byard was an all-pro. Darius Slate, all-pro. The D-line, the D-line that they formulated through the draft. D-line, bro. All-pros. Multiple Hall of Famers on that D-line. Eh, actually, maybe one. I mean, shit, Jalen Carter. He's one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league. All the names. All the names. All the parts they thought were solved. They got proven names on the secondary. The Bradley the Bradley Robies. You know, they supplemented uh, uh, blanket shift for Kevin Byard. It's like they tried to LeBron James their way out of their problems. But I love how it still stands constantly that overall you have to lean in on what you've built in an offseason and these guys truly take all the time to embody the culture. And we can't have no me players. You know, think about like a Carmelo Anthony, bro. That was a dude that exemplified I'm a me player. I'm an ISO guy. Not to diss on them, but it's just a reality. And to correlate it in the game, you know, like an Eagles team. Not that those guys were arrogant. But did Shaq Leonard just see himself as a guy? Let's just be real. No. He was a fucking all-pro leader for a Colts team. Was Kevin Byard just a guy? No, he's a fucking all-pro teamed up with a superstar defensive tackle that led them to a 12-5 and record. Then their demise came against us. Those aren't just dudes but they tried to add them as just dudes, and it collapsed. The reason I go on that rant is because Bengals fans, we even with all the success we've had, with the acquisitions we've had that are extremely calculated, we've praised the calculated moves, right? Then the Bengals fans, they, they fucking bitch and moan when we don't pick up a Shaq Leonard. You know, we don't pick up all these big names. Oh, they're not doing what it takes, blah, blah, blah. Not saying every Bengals fan is doing that, but this is just a reminder you got to lean into the system. The time to go all in to try to acquire big guys like that is March. Not panic. And try to plug and play. And just expect them to all play as one. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to pull up the list here of free agents. Another one was tight in. Bro, I mean, what the fuck? Julio, I mean, poor dude. 
I don't know. He got fucked up tonight, bro. He got <laughs> bad, bro. But like, I mean, and look, everybody caught on at that point, which is fine. Oh my gosh, this dude's an ancient name, but like, they tried to hype him up. I'm like, dude, this dude's about to be in a fucking nursing home. Like, you're just hyping up the name. Like, I'm dude, the Eagles would be the type of team I wouldn't have been surprised. Like, remember how ridiculously last year Jerry Jones, who knows how real it was, but like with talks with Terrell Owens, would he actually come back? The Eagles would be the second team calling. That's how goofy they got. Just any big name they tried to plug and play to think it'd work. And it led to the demise. So overall, that's why I lean with all day with what the Bengals do, bro. Calculated moves incrementally. Yeah, I mean, especially through free agency and through everything that they do, they're just very particular in who they sign and who fits their system. But it's going to be interesting just seeing seeing how they address the tight end position this year, right? Because the last two years, it's been, you know, the one year with Hayden Hurst, let CJ walk, and then the next year you, you take a flyer on Irv Smith and it, it just doesn't work out. So it just makes you wonder, you know, do the Bengals try to go out and just – like what what's the – Of money, you could see the Bengals spinning on a flyer tight end for a year. You think it's something similar in the ballpark of, uh, of what we've done recently? You know, just a simple one year, three million. Like, I think Drew Sample has definitely earned like a you know, couple year contract, you would think at least for his, his usage in the offense. But in terms of, do you think it's just as easy as just bringing back Drew and, and, uh, Tanner and, and just saying, hey, let's go to the draft to see what maybe we can get. Because I, I know there's going to be people, you know, in free agency, like, oh, sign, yeah. sign Hunter Henry, sign Hunter Henry. You know um, what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's not happening. In my opinion, like, it. well, it would really depend the money. If Hunter is, like, dead set on, you know what, I just want to win at this point. I haven't won at all. Like, I'm older. I'm willing to take a few years. You know what would be perfect? If Hunter Henry would take a one-year 4.5. Let's go. All day. Maybe five. Because, like, I think Tanner needs to come back. And Drew needs to be back. And I think um, you need to you need to bring surplus to that room. Well, here, here's the thing. Like, we all know, and I think we all love the idea of Drew at the three, T. Huddy at the two. I think you can upgrade with T. Huddy, but nonetheless, in a in a Brock Bowers or something dreamy, bro, at one. You can't risk it though, because the draft is so fucking shallow. Right. Like we did it last year. Last yeah. fucking year. And passed up on some, you know, some guys we could add. Exactly. We passed up. We took the last fucking dude that was worth a single fucking free agency at tight end. Remember? I mean, yeah. we literally kept saying it. We're like, it's Foster Moreau or Irv Smith, I guess. <laughs> Smith, I guess. Like, and I was on the I was on the Foster Moreau trade, which I think actually would have been a lot better, anyways. Yeah, no doubt. So it's like they can't afford. Now, say if this tight end draft was like last year's draft. Oh man, Sam Laporta, Kincaid, Tucker Craft, 
Luke Musgraves, all these guys. Yes, I would say, you know what? You just got to bite the bullet, man. You got to take one of these dudes you like in the second. You got to secure it. You can't do that now. You got Jatavion Sanders. I think that's his name out of Texas. He's small, though. But the Bengals even want him at tight end. I don't know. He's fast, though, so I'm sure they'll probably want him. Um, and Brock. And then a massive drop-off, bro. Massive. So, yes. Let me I read you off who – let me to read you off some tight ends who are could possibly be on the Bengals' radar in this offseason. Yeah, I already um, know. We had, we had the obvious, Drew Sample, uh, Tanner Hudson, uh, Mitch Wilcox. Don't see Irv Smith coming back at all. Um, let's see here. Robert Tunyon, he could, he could possibly be an option, mm. but I'm not for sure, you know. Yeah. Um, Harrison Bryant, Cleveland, twenty six. He's young. He's I like him coming out. Uh, you got some. You got Gerald Everett, but he's up there in age. Austin Hooper. Um, oh. Gosh, no! I can't. Bit, no beefy, slow fucking tight ends. Just get him out of my fucking face. Legend Tyler Croft. <laughs> I mean, but um, I, the biggest I mean, you got Albert O. I mean, Albert right. O is probably – and and Noah Fant. I like Noah Fant, too. I think Noah right. Fant could be a good type of offense. Have you seen Mike Yusecki's name yet? You mentioned every name, but I think the biggest one that will, I think, clearly be on the Bengals' radar. Like, we need speed like Mike Yusecki, bro. Like, he, he took a deal that was kind of wild, like – I guess they were never set on giving him those incentives that they laid out in the deal where it was a one one year four point five up to nine. And uh obviously didn't hit anything. But I mean he's like Mike Gusecki at the two, tight end two. Mm. Mm. I like that. I like the mismatch. And if, you can't, and if you can't come away with nothing in the draft, I think you feel good with Mike Gasicki at tight end one. There you go. Exactly. And, and then you're fine with T. Huddy at the two. You know, and Drew is your primary blocking tight end. Yep. Yep. And and I think uh, at least right now, a vulnerable one for Bengals fans as we've all fallen in love with T. Huddy's production is if you do get that tight end in the draft. I mean, T. Huddy. Probably goes, you know, I, I don't, you know, uh, I don't know, but whatever you secure it. the same exact thing with right tackle, you secure it in free agency, go get Trent Brown. Don't fuck around. Get Trent Brown. I think this was interesting. A little thing that Joe Goodbury put together. Um, he basically went through all the spending you know, cap dollars for the Bengals headed into the 2024 season. Obviously, I think some people are forgetting Joe Burrow's contract is not going to affect yet. You know what I'm saying? That it doesn't go into effect until next year. So um, going into this year with that fifth-year option, the Bengals are 15th in spending at the quarterback position. Um, at running back, kind of surprising your top 10 in paying there. Mm. Um, not, but the running back market has dried up a lot. Wow. Um, Wide receiver, you're at 25th. Tight end, 32nd. Uh, your offensive line, 21st. 
total offense is you know 26th in the league so you're getting away with a lot of those rookie contracts and friendly deals as well up front um you know top you know top 21 or bottom say bottom 12 in spending for that for, for the offensive line so they could they could definitely add a trip round on that offensive line uh defensive end sixth I think it's pretty pretty known we're not gonna we're not gonna spend at the defensive end position and I don't think it makes a lot of sense with Miles Murphy and whatnot you spend the first rounder there defense tackle 21st linebacker ninth gave that money to Jermaine and Logan top 10 spending there Quarterback 21st, safety 22nd, our total defense 17th. So uh, I I think that, you know, right here gives you gives you a lot of a lot of room, especially when you're top five in cap. And uh what what better way, right? Going to next season, knowing that you have a solidified backup too. I think the funny thing going around still with Joe Burrow and and what this season was about was that, oh, like, you know, it just goes to show that quarterbacks, no, not just any quarterback can play in this system. I'll tell you right now, Trevor Simeon was starting for us for the whole season when Joe went down. I promise you we would have been a top 10 pick. Um, I think Jake came in and improved his worth as to why he is the best backup in the NFL. Then I think we got a system. What system we got? Right, right. We got a damn system. Like, like Jake, in my opinion, would have performed better than any of these quarterbacks in playoff. These backup quarterbacks this weekend in the playoffs. Like, he is the best backup quarterback in the NFL. I think he he solidified that this offseason, and the Bengals hold rights to him. So you get that guy back. Um, I mean, the Bengals. I, I was thinking about this today. In a perfect world, a dream world, right? Chris Jones re-signed DJ Reader on a friendly one-year deal, you know, to get him get himself right and healthy. Um, then you tag T, bro. I mean, yeah, you can address other spots like your your backups and shit like that. I don't think the Bengals have to go too crazy. They they could get away with, you know. Couple, you know, big signing Chris Jones make the make the Bengals community happy by bringing DJ back, and he tagged T. So you get him back, go go for a fucking Super Bowl, go for a run. I mean, you saw how it all panned out this year, which is crazy, right? And we we knew how stacked this AFC was. It's gonna continue to be like that. Now you got all these you know crazy guys coming out of the draft. So man. Like, I, I I wonder, bro, like, if – because there's so many, as you said, like, top 15 prospects. And within that, you know, you're going to see a few quarterbacks go. You're going to see a couple key positions go early. And then you're going to have some of these guys fall to you. I just think there's – oh, I think there's going to be a really good receiver at 18, brother. Yeah. Uh, like and, and I, I hate the idea because I get I love wide receivers, bro, and it's so valuable to have one your team. So it's like, man, like, bro, you want to hear I, something wild? Do you know Brian Thomas, LSU receiver? Yeah, I, I don't know much about his game, but this dude is six four, like <sighs> four three. <laughs> Bro, what have I said what we need in this offense? 
Like, think of how insane this would be. You know, I think we both know, you know, as we think about it more, at least for me, where I'm kind of clear right now, I think Andre can be a legit three next year, giving him more snaps. So you look at this top three receiver unit, Jamar. It's Jamar Chase, 4-3. Andre. High, pretty much 4-4 four, four flat, high 4-3. 6 four. And Brian Thomas, 6-4, four, 4-3. Four, <laughs> that, that would break the league. And if they could be a 70-30 ball catcher, bro. I mean, with tight ends, you won't get Brock Bowers if that happened, obviously. But... Well, that, that's the thing, bro. It's like even if you don't get a Brock Bowers, right, and we're sitting here wondering about how you can solve this potential second option, a third option over the year to next, you know, the future, and that first-round pick, especially being as close as they are, you can still get a star-like talent. And if you can hit on that first-round pick, man, especially as a skill player like that, man, it's – it's gonna be huge, and I know the Bengals. That that's you know the Bengals like to do that in the first round, man. I mean, we saw it like years ago when they used to panic. Um, I don't think you see that anymore. I think they they stick to the philosophy of taking the best player available. Um, and bro, if the best player available is wide receiver, there, man, like I look at a DB, bro. If it's a DB, I'm gonna be pissed. Like, I've heard a couple people say it, and it's kind of cool because the name is just too cool. And I'm glad he, he, I mean, obviously he didn't do it himself. He was named this, but you know Kool-Aid McKentry? Yeah, Alabama. Yeah, bro, he's the number one corner, and he's probably going to be a top 10 pick. But Mike Renner said how there's a chance he could fall. And he said he could possibly see it make sense for the Bengals, and fuck no. That's my opinion. Like, absolutely not. Because, you know, I've already made it clear, you know, on where I think the philosophy and focus. Yeah. Do. I don't know. I don't... Come on, bro. Like, Kool-Aid and Juice would be insane. And I'm, and I'm tired. Rago? Oh, my God, bro. We got the best. If, if I'm being honest, man, I just, I'm, I'm tired of the first round picks and I, I get it for the future, but I'm tired of getting the first round picks and you know, we're, we're develop, develop them, yep. developing them, you know, for a year, because essentially that would probably be the it case. Back. It will set you back. Like, I mean, we, we had a setback this year. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to entertain that. And I will actually get triggered and annoyed if Bengals fans bring it up because that, that's all it is, bro. We cannot infor- afford right now the love. Set- we weren't good enough. Like, I, that's that's kind of a harsh thing as well. Like, even for someone like me that kind of forgets it, we aren't good enough to spend premium picks on developments. Right. We need contributors, bro. Right away. Right away. Like, we need contributors immediately at right tackle. Fortunately, like, right tackle, it is an incredible tackle draft, bro. Thank the Lord Almighty. It is an incredible defensive line draft. Thank the Lord Almighty. It is a shallow tight end draft. 
and a shallow-ass running back draft. But there's guys. So there's definitely things that play into our favor. Um, you know, and yeah, bro, I mean, it's like, unless if it's uh, Jazan Newton from uh, Illinois, who's insane, um, uh, I keep forgetting, Tavondre Sweat, I think is a dude from Texas, and then Brian Murphy, Byron Murphy, whatever. Um, Cooper so, what's that? Cooper DeGene, first round. <laughs> hey, that'd be cool. Uh, just for the sake of bringing the white corner to the league, but nah, that definitely won't happen. Um, Cooper DeGene, where would he go? He'd go... Riley Moss go. <laughs> Denver, yeah, I, I don't know if he'll ever play. Uh, where would Cooper DeGene go? Cooper DeGene, he would be a Raider. I could see that. Uh, nah, he's probably going to be a – they're going to get a quarterback. But nonetheless, um, yeah, bro. I mean, th- there's just lots of opportunities. Like, I, I really like the layout you had, like – you know what? We're gonna do an episode, and and we should both dedicate time to this as well on our own. We could probably we could make a lot of content out of this because somebody already has free agent predictions. I I love the Chris Jones idea. I'm gonna want to try to make it calculated. I'm gonna see where the Chiefs are gauging a franchise tag option for Chris. It, it's probably got to be high, right? They can't be things. They don't. I think they got thirty million in cap space, bro. They have to. I mean, what? at this point, I think Legereus needs probably more, more important than bringing back Chris Jones at this point. Oh my gosh, is that really their ultimatum? I didn't know that. I wow. mean, that, that's what I think at least. I mean, they don't have unless they get some restructures done. I just, I don't know, bro. They probably will, bro, because like they have to bring Chris Jones back, dude. Like, I mean, I don't know, but they got to get a wide receiver. They're in trouble, dude. But I mean, they're gonna. They're it sucks, but they're gonna have to restructure, and they will. They will. So they'll they'll move Mahomes' money around. Don't be surprised. Like I said, every every player that I've wound up liking or wanting, they've went to the Chiefs. So my favorite wide receiver, I'm already preparing for it. Mike Evans probably probably gonna be a Chief next year. So and he's gonna fucking ball. Like I hate it. Uh, I mean, if they get like, you know what kind of makes sense, low key. Actually, no, it doesn't because he's gonna be a Kadarius Tony. I was gonna say Deontay Johnson, but he literally Deontay Johnson completely encapsulates the Kansas City receiver core. <laughs> like the Steelers receiver core and the Bengal- the Chiefs receiving core is like one to me. They're just like the same group of fucks. You saw fucking Jorge tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Toward everybody, bro. He was getting crazy. Oh, NFL young boys getting lit. Turn that motherfucker up. Did you see the? Did you see the video where the fans were throwing snowballs and George was like staring them down? <laughs> buddy, you mad, buddy? <laughs> you mad little man? You mad, Jorge? No, that's funny. But um, yeah, bro. I mean, guys, this episode tonight, me and Drake were talking pre. Pre-sode, we're like, well, there's really not a ton to talk about. Um, trying to think. Oh, bro, did you see that dope-ass commercial? I got to find it and post it. You know how Jamar and uh, JJ have been posting more of those sleep number commercials? 
No, I didn't see that. Bro, they've had multiple throughout the year. They posted the best one yet. They said it was a com- it was a competitive one, and they were like, "And uh, you know, this is why I use my sleep number bed. And this is what this is." What- and then JJ, Jamar said that, and JJ was like, "Oh yeah, well I sleep like this, and this is why I'm better than Jamar." And they just now it's like becoming even more prevalent. Like, oh, I'm better, I'm better. So I thought that was dope. Um, it's pretty clear, you know. Actually, I guess it's not pretty clear. A lot of people think Tyreek. Tyreek is pretty incredible, but in my opinion, unequivocal one-two punch in the league, Jamar and JJ. And it was just pretty cool to point that out. And uh, yeah, man. I mean, looking forward to. Uh, I haven't heard about an extension yet with JJ. Man, it seems like seems like a tag or something. Like, what's the what's the off season looking like? That won't happen yet, but. The fifth year option has already been picked up and obviously will come into effect. You know um, who needs to go to Miami? Be thanks. I think it would, I think they would. I think they could be a serious team, bro. Kirk Cousins, Dolphins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is a better passer than Tua for sure. Like, bro, like I, I think Tua Tua can win a playoff game. Oh, I, I think he can. Playoff game. You need to have someone that can hopefully wheel you to a Super Bowl. Her cousins, bro, he's won one playoff game or two. Oh, uh, I'm ready for the, you know, I have a lot of, of built-up energy right now because I made a post this week. I'm sure you saw it. It was like, hey, all rivalry aside. No matter what, these are still the top two quarterbacks in the league. It was Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. You had all these Ravens fans under the post. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the playoffs, you guys haven't even played yet. So let's let's chill out. All right. Let's take a breath. You know, you just you never know. Lamar could choke like he does. So yeah. let's just, let's chill out here for a second. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, you also saw Bills fans in there too, which was surprising. It's like, uh, do you not know what happened the last two years? But yeah. I mean, it's just look, dude. People got short term memory because they want to, and that's fine. But that's just the reality. They want it to be different. Right. They want to like? I mean, like it's just the facts, bro. Joe Burrow, no one quarterbacks better than Joe Burrow, and it kind of annoys me how like in. And I definitely want to do my best to like understand. Like I know there's, I get tons of tons of tons of things wrong, but I don't get this wrong, which is that nuance exists in evaluation, and you have so many dipshit fans out there. Those that know the least talk the most, and those that talk the most know the least. Wait, did I say that right? I may have talked this myself there. Those that know the least talk the most. You get my point. It's flip-flop, nonetheless. So many fans think that just stats or how far a player throws a football or how fast they run. Right. They did. With overall talent and ability of the quarterback position in particular. Can it be a bit simpler at other skill positions? Yes, it can. Yes, it can. But quarterback position, 
And then, I mean, it's like so many fans, like, bro, we watched Tom Brady for 20 years. And you dumb fucks don't understand that there's things that supersede just physical ability. Right. It's so annoying, bro. Like, fans are going to say Lamar's the best because of how fast he runs. I'm telling you, bro. There's there's that many fucking handicaps. I think, like, Lamar is just insane because... Because like, he does stuff that nobody... You know, he, he's a rushing light quarterback. I mean, he's a oh, he, The worst deep ball throwers in the NFL since he's came in. Right. Like, He's, I mean, yeah, he's had a good completion percentage this year. His off-target percentage on throws is like, has been bottom 10, bottom 12 in the league since he's came in. Like, he's a good quarterback. I love Lamar, by the way. I always have. I wanted them coming out. I think you may have said that too, you know? Like, yep. I don't know many Bengals fans that hate Lamar, but we know all the Ravens fans that hate Joe. Ain't that funny? Mm-hmm. That's odd. Why? He's- like I, I like Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. All the Chiefs fans hate Joe Burrow. Mm, that's very weird, Drake. <laughs> like, and it's funny how, like, in the same way, we just keep thinking about. It. We talked about it a lot, bro. Why would I hate the Chiefs? They brought right. a ton of joy. Yeah, it sucked ass losing to them last year. This year, no one gives a fuck. I mean, come on. I mean, so like three one, three one, dude. Changed my fucking life. Thank you. The Bills? Oh, dude. We got, I mean, beyond DeMar, we fucking own you guys. <laughs> like, you give me joy. Why would I hate Josh? I, I like Josh Allen. You know what I'm saying? It's just funny how they show their, they expose themselves. Someone posts like that. It's so funny, bro. Like, I made a post. <laughs> dude, It's it's just a joke. It's like, the Chiefs fans, bro. I don't even, I don't talk to Chiefs fans at all on my page. The only shit talkers are Chiefs, then Ravens, bro. I fucking swear to you, how they culminate is in that sequence. Chief, 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 Raven, Chief, 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 Raven. Like every time, it's not <laughs> Ravens, Raven, Dra- maybe when I post directly about the Ravens, fine. But, like, or, you know, talk shit about Odell ain't been shit since the Nene. But, like, the Chiefs fans, bro, they just cannot get off Bengals' dick. It is so funny. They know, you know, we still have their number. And they know no one quarterbacks better than Joe Burrow. Yes, no one's more talented than, than Patrick Mahomes. You know what? Are we sure that Josh Allen isn't the most talented quarterback in the league? I'm actually... I'm actually kind of starting to talk myself into that because, I mean, Josh Allen's faster than Patrick. He can throw the ball even a bit further than Patrick. He's 20 pounds bigger than Patrick. He's an installer. And he's faster, right? That's what many dipshit fans would say, oh, that guy's better. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, bro. I mean, look at Caleb Williams next year. Can he run? Fucking bust. Oh no, bro. Dude's like 6'6, 240. If he's got wheels, he may be the best quarterback in the league, man. I don't know. I'm kidding. As the words of Jamar, I don't know, buddy. I liked how he responded to that last week and that fucking 
presser about the contract questions, but all right, bro. Uh, you, you got any closing thoughts leaving this bitch or? <sighs> Man, we we gotta we gotta fucking hope the Ravens lose, man. That'll that'll be the best best ending to the to the off season. Bro, perfect, bro. Like it, it'd be perfect at that point. <gasps> oh, I just thought of something, bro. I just thought of something, bro. What's up? Imagine, right? Who was it? Who who was it in the Oh, it'll probably be the Niners. Never mind. I was gonna say, imagine if you had like an AFC championship, but Tampa and Detroit play next week. So, let's say like AFC and NFC championship, like the Texans versus Bills. Uh, that'd be a perfect. Be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, bro, that's probably about to happen. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I I want the Bills out of the AFC. Just because, like I said, my envy, I'm jealous, I'm annoyed at the Texans. They're like, no. I like C.J. Stroud. I just, no. Not vibing right now. Ravens can go to hell. Um, Chiefs, I don't give a shit, but they're just annoying. They don't deserve to be there. Like, they're not good enough of these other three teams. I think the Texans are better than the Chiefs. The Ravens. The Ravens would beat the Chiefs by 40. Straight up, bro. Like, so they're not the same, bro. Uh, yeah, bro. I mean, to see the fucking Steelers and Browns lose by a combined what forty-five points. Love to see it. Yeah, good thing you didn't put uh, plus twenty on the dick, bro. Fucking Matt, what Tyler ass. Tyler Bass, bro, was ass tonight. Uh, dude. Hey, <laughs> listen, I was respectful in the parlay. I did minus 13. Hey, they barely covered. But, uh, yep. Jalen. Y'all listening probably saw my story. Is it the Steelers couldn't have been more worthless in, like, out of sorts for being in the playoffs. Everybody knew they shouldn't have been there. They're they're not worthy of being there. The only dude that fucked up my parlay that would have paid me out a couple hundo. I, I believe I'd have to check. Jalen Warren. Only stealer I had affiliated on my parlay. So, guess that's karma for all my hate. I feel like I've had a bad influence on people, guys. I just want to make it uh, very known here on the podcast that after I you know, one eight hundred dollars. I, I stopped betting, and um, my my impact of of betting has had uh, an impact on some of my associates at work, um, some of my some of my close colleagues and friends. So, you know, I apologize to you, B things for for getting you wrapped up into something. Same same with some of my other uh, people that have have seen me bet, and I've kind of got them into it. Bro's got his hobies bet child support money, <laughs> at mortgage rent. Oh, I got I got dudes inside prison trying to. <laughs> oh, you got prison hobie. <laughs> Shout out, Brazy. <laughs> How the? F- I don't even want to find out. I don't even want to find out. No, I was thinking, bro. We might have to. We might have to pull him on the podcast one day. <laughs> Call him, call him for fucking prison cell. That'd be crazy. Be like, look, bro. bro, I'm about to send you the link. 
just get on it, you know. Ooh. Let's talk yeah. some fucking bangles. Does he listen? Um, I, I'm not for sure. But if I asked him to hop on, he would definitely hop on one day. <laughs> Respectfully, he's got a no ball. Yeah, yeah, he knows ball. He <laughs> got you. Yeah, I mean, shit. The problem with the, you know, he's got, he's got the, he's got the Bronx, the Bronx accent. Oh, really? Yeah, like he's from New York. Yeah, that's fire. All right, well, uh, yeah, that'll do it for this episode, guys. This was really one of the first episodes. Me and Drake kind of had to think of some stuff to talk about. It's just a time of year for us Bengals fans. It's just um, rest, back. rest in peace to be things. I know you're still hurting from the the Damian Lillard buzzer beater. You know, tough, tough loss, tough game. Yeah. Um, no, not gonna do it right now. Just. They've been in a lull, bro. D has been cold, like not in a good way. D I mean, not MVP. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, did not. No, did not the MVP. Absolutely not. He's only averaging like twenty-seven point five now. He was averaging thirty like a week ago. That's crazy, like seven, eight years ago. Like that's that's easily an MVP, but now you look at the league, you got Luca and Joel and Beat is fucking crazy. Yup, no doubt, bro. Yup, no doubt. Well, uh, yeah, that'll do it for this episode of the All Things Bengals podcast. You know, every Bengals fan, I don't know where y'all are, but like me emotionally, a part of me was like I didn't even care to watch these playoffs. No. But I'd suggest you to though. Cause look, man, the reality is when football's gone. I know for all y'all listeners, it means a ton, and you miss it a ton when it's not here. Just enjoy it while it's here. You know, even games like tonight, even the annoying fucking stupid beatdowns we saw, hey, upsets, cool as fuck. Like, imagine if the Cowboys and Eagles would have beat the shit out of the teams. That'd be boring as hell. That's cool that the underdogs won, right? That's fire. Same with So it was really cool this week, but just enjoy it, man. You know, let's let's pray on the Ravens' demise together. Uh, the Chiefs second. Let's root for the underdogs, bro. The NFC is fun as fuck. I mean, look at the NFC quarterbacks. Purdy, <laughs> oh my. Purdy, Jordan Love, J- Jared Goff, and Baker Mayfield. What the fuck? What world are we living in without Joe, bro? Joe, without Joe, it just ruins everything. <laughs> like, the NFC isn't even right because Joe Burrow's out of the league, man. Crazy. Joe Burrow broke the league, man. He did. He did. Just wait till he's back next year. All right, well, that'll finally do this for the episode. For this. <sighs> that'll do it for this episode. The All Things Bangles podcast. I'll talk. Yes, sir. I'll see you later. Peace. Peace out, y'all.